Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With a new year comes tons of new big games in sports. With big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BLEAVE. That's capital B-L-E-A-V at checkout. Try out the Snack Pack Combo featuring small packs with big flavor. Mini Beef Wellington, Steak Burger Sliders, Mac and Cheese Melts, Shrimp Wrapped in Bacon, Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. Support for the ISO is brought to you by Manscaped. Yep, that's right, Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Well, brought my wife in on this read because it's a little awkward. (laughs) Thank you for that one, Dan. I actually think that this is something people probably have issues with and aren't exactly sure where to turn. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved lawnmower 3.0. Now you might think, is this something I need? Have I ever had an incident when I probably could have used a Manscaped? Dan, I don't necessarily know that this is something you've ever had an issue with, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Well, here you go, folks. Right now, get 20% off and free shipping with the code ISO20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ISO20. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. It was neat to see you play, and it's fun to talk to you all these years later because you played with a lot of joy and you played with passion. And I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. (laughs) Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. Well, you know, I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school, trying to mimic all your moves. I think there were a lot of kids who looked at Dan Dickow and said, Dan Dickow can play at this level, I can play at this level. Welcome to today's episode of The ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow, and SB Live Sports on the Believe Podcast Network. Conversations with experts in the field of sports, obviously, usually basketball. Today's the same. A coach from the Big Sky Conference, an up-and-coming coach, someone who I had a chance to watch his team play a few weeks back, and I think there's bright things in the future for his program at Montana State. Head coach, Danny Sprinkle. Coach, 
How is it? Great. Thanks for having me, man. Excited to be a part of your podcast. Absolutely. You're somebody who is second year as a head coach um, at your alma mater, which I'm sure we'll get into. There are, are interesting and unique challenges when that is the case. But being your second year as a head coach, granted it's in a pandemic, what has been easier your second go round, your second season? I think, you know, obviously nothing's easy coaching, but I think the the easiest transition has been, you know, we had a couple guys back from last year and they've kind of helped ease that transition with the new guys. You know, they, they know how we practice. They know the structure of practice. They know what I expect from an energy standpoint. Uh, they know what I expect in the weight room. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're taking over a program and you're changing everything about it, you know, it takes a lot of energy, not just physical energy, but mental energy, you know, to stay on top of all the little things that go on throughout a program. And, you know, this year, you know, obviously with COVID and things being shut down too, you know, we haven't had as much time with our players and, you know, our veterans who have been here, you know, for my one year here, you know, they, they've really helped ease that transition. You and I had spoke off camera uh, before we began recording that you have a special place in your heart for Montana State. You played there, you were an assistant coach there, and then it was sandwiched around a couple different stints at Cal State Northridge. What are the biggest obstacles as a coach at Montana State that you're trying to overcome? I think the biggest thing is is our is location. You know, obviously, once people get to Bozeman and see it and see the college town and and you know the energy that's kind of in the city right now, you know, then it's different. But when you first just cold call a kid in Florida or Southern California and they just hear Montana, you know, their mind kind of shuts off. They just think snow and you know they have no idea about that. You know, it's probably similar to Gonzaga. You know, back in the day too, and. Uh, you know, but once you get a kid on campus, it's a different deal. But I think, you know, our proximity to players uh, is probably the biggest challenge. You know, I mean, we're we're not, you know, we're six hours from Salt Lake, nine hours from Seattle. And, you know, the one good thing we do have now is we have a lot of direct flights to a lot of major cities uh, because of Bozeman, such an up and coming city. In staying with the big sky, I've had a number of coaches uh, from that conference on my podcast, Travis DeCure uh, at Montana being one. And we had talked about the evaluation uh, the evaluation process for for high school prospects. And I know you can't touch on names or or specific experiences, but when you're looking at at recruiting a player, many times they think big sky, I don't want to go there. They want to maybe try their hand at a bigger conference, yet they go and they sit the bench. What is your message? How do you try to – I don't want to say sell a player on your league because I don't think that's the right wording, but how do you make them know that, Hey, you could be a big part of what we're doing here, have a chance to win games. uh, If we continue to improve playing the NCAA tournament, how do you sell that as opposed to trying to be a fringe player and on a different program? You know, I mean, some kids, they just want to go to the highest level and there's nothing you can do about that. You know, I think one thing we try to, you know, sell and I'm sure every other school at our level try to does is, you know, playing time, you know, do you, do you want to play? Are you, would you be happy going to Duke and just never playing? Or would you rather be, you know, have a chance to be an all-conference guy and have that pressure on you to compete and play well to help your team win and lead a team to the NCAA tournament? And, you know, you find out a lot about what a kid's makeup is when you start asking those questions. You know, you find out how competitive a kid is. Um, you know, and it's Damian Lillard came out of our league. 
You know, I mean, you, you've seen it. I mean, it doesn't matter what level you go to. You can go to Division II, NAI. If you're good enough, the NBA or overseas market, they're going to find out about you. And, uh, you know, but you have to have some data behind your name. You can't go sit the bench and say, oh, I'm a pro. Like, you got to put up numbers and you got to do those. And, you know, I think our league's done a really good job. And the coaches in our league, when you look at some of the players that have come out, I mean, it's it's been pretty impressive. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, Damian Lillard, Lillard is a great example. Uh, going to a place that you're wanted, you're loved, you're going to be developed as a player and given opportunities. And I think, unfortunately, not a lot of, of players are guided to think that way, whether it's their parents, their high school coach, or their AAU coach. Now, that whole landscape has changed. I graduated in 97. I know you're uh, around that same time frame, but you grew up in, in Montana before you played at Montana State. So you've been able to see an evolution from playing to now recruiting through AAU. Do you value the high school coach's opinion, the AAU coach's opinion, or a mix of both? A mix of both, because I think there's some there's some tremendous high school coaches, but I think there's also some very, very good AAU coaches and even trainers, you know, now just like coaches, you know, there's a couple bad apples here and there that'll try to sell you on the wrong thing, but you know, there's some in coaching too. And, you know, you have to trust your eyes. You know, that's the most important thing that one of my mentors, coach Braswell really taught me, like trust your eyes recruiting. If the kid's good enough, then take him. It doesn't matter if nobody else in the whole world is recruiting him or if the kid has 30 offers, you know, if you think he's good enough and he's a fit for us, then that's, that's the kid you got to take. I always love when I hear great quotes and I try to take notes of those throughout my interviews with the podcast and, and the trust your eyes stood out to me right there. Uh, coach yeah. Braswell, uh, I don't know him, but I've seen him coach from a distance. Um, yeah. I, I've heard tremendous words about him. Would you consider him your mentor or who would be your coaching mentor? Yeah. I mean, after my dad, you know, my dad coached football and obviously that's who I grew up with idolizing, you know, but then coach Braswell is one that gave me my first opportunity in coaching. Uh, they were in the big sky back then when I played. And so I knew him from a player to an opposing coach standpoint. And I really respected like his program and how they, I loved their style, you know, and I knew if I wanted to coach and, you know, be a division one head coach someday, I had to get out of Montana and spread my wings. And that's when I went to Los Angeles with him and started as a, you know, uh, you know, director of operations, you know, basically back then and had a meal card and they paid my rent at one of the dorms and that was it. Uh, but that's, those are the years you look back on. And I learned so much that year, you know, from an organization standpoint and how to run a program, you know, he's, he's as good as there is in the, in the country. And I think you saw, you know, at Cal State Northridge, how hard of a job that is. And, you know, I think we played for four or five championships when I was there. You're so right in kind of talking about kind of that process of grad assistant or, or adobo position. So many players think you just walk into a, a coaching position on the bench, and some can uh, yeah. because of maybe prior experience that, that they've accumulated maybe through their playing career. Uh, but that's not typical. That's not normal, especially at the college yeah. level. Angie's list is now Angie and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. 
Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What advice would you give to any, maybe whether it's a high school coach that's listening to this podcast that maybe wants to get into the college ranks, or if it's a high school student athlete that knows they're probably not going to play at the highest of levels, but they want to become a coach? Yeah, I think, you know, you have to run your own race. You know, everybody's path is different whether it's a path to be in a division one assistant, to be in a division two head coach, a division one head coach, NAI coach, it doesn't matter. Everybody's path is different. And in order to get there, you have to have luck, you know, and the better people you work with, the, the better chance you're going to have to fulfill your goals. You know, it's, it's filled with tons of great coaches and, and you have to take every opportunity to learn from each of them. And even guys you're working with, you know, assistant coaches that I worked with at Northridge, Montana state, Fullerton, like, I learned just as much as them than as I did from the head coaches also. And, you know, you have to take every opportunity, you know, to build almost kind of your brand as a coach uh, in order, you know, like I would never be here without a lot, every coach that I worked with, I took something from each one of them from grad assistants to head coaches. And uh, you know, it, it's helped me. Many coaches as they're up and coming, such as you were before getting your shot as a head coach have to kind of pick and choose a career path. If you have an opportunity, does that fit what I want to do? Will I grow and will I learn there? Will maybe that propel me to a bigger opportunity? Um, you're at your alma mater, which for a lot of people, that's kind of an end game as a coach. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what what is the future for, for you as a coach, um, as well as how hard or difficult and or special is it to coach at your alma mater? Uh, I first thing I know it's coach speak, but my only goal is to win a championship at Montana state right now. That's it. I don't think about other jobs. I don't, that's my, that's my sole purpose. When I wake up in the morning, that's what I want to do. And that's what drives me to recruit all day and night, to watch film all day and night, to work, you know, relentlessly. And, you know, that's to me, that's all it is, you know, and when that happens, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, coaching at your alma mater. There's a ton of pressure. There's a lot more pressure than just, you know, any other job. You know, every day when I walk into Brick Breeding Fieldhouse and I see, you know, 7,500 seats, you know, you feel the pressure of every single one of those 7,500 seats. And I know every other coach feels that too. But my personal connection to the fan base, to the people in the community, the people in the state, like it's, it's personal to me, you know, and I do feel that pressure. And sometimes, yeah, it is a lot. But, you know, that's where your faith has to come in and and uh, and kind of get you through some of those tough days. How do you as a coach get away from it during during a college basketball season, especially one with all the, the ups and downs, twists and curves as the last end of last season and this year? Um, how do you get away from it? I need to do a better job of that because I really don't. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's always on my mind, um, whether it's one of our current players, whether it's a staff member, whether it's recruiting, um, whether it's the future, our athletic department and managing all those, um, you know, that's one thing they don't, you can't really train to be a head coach. You know, you can do as much as you can, but until you're in that seat and you kind of feel that pressure every day from every angle, you know, it's, uh, it, it's hard to get away from, you know, I try to, I try to work out every morning, um, you know, just to kind of get away from, but I even notice myself when I'm working out, all I'm thinking about is 
what plays can we put in or what recruit do I need to call or what or something to be organized. And uh, I, I know every other coach is like that too, but it's, I got to do a better job finding some other hobby. Well, that's what makes good coaches great coaches is the fact that they're always thinking about it. Uh, they're innovating, they're, they're running scenarios through their head. Uh, Montana state, you guys are on an uptick. I like the path of your program. Uh, we're about halfway through the college basketball season so far this year. I mentioned that I, I saw you guys play earlier this year, and I like the pieces that you have. Where are you in terms of where you want to get the program? Not just this year because that's a hard one yeah. with everything going on, but just in general, where are where is the program? I think we're still at the beginning stages, to be honest. Um, you know, we, we still have a ton of stuff we need to improve on. Uh from every standpoint, you know, we, we still got to, you know, keep developing, keep getting better. Um, you know, our league is, I think it's the most underrated league in the, in the country to be honest. And I know every coach in their own league says that, but I think if you look at some of the teams in our league and what they've done from Eastern Washington to Montana, to Weber state, Northern Colorado, like I could go on and on, like, and you look at what we do in the non-conference, like we're always competing with teams in the WCC, the big West, the mountain West, and we always have good wins. And, uh, you know, so it's we're, we're at the beginning stages and, and we're not even close to where I want us to be or where we need to be. Um, you know, I know even though we're four and right now, we, we, we have a long way to go. And we're about to hit a gauntlet here in the next, you know, 14 games where we need to keep we need to get a lot better, you know, to be honest with you. Well, coach, I appreciate the time. I know uh, during the college basketball season, time is at a premium. And I know you got to prepare for another game up that's coming up. Thanks again for your time. I wish you and your Montana State Club all the best of luck the rest of the season. Appreciate you having me. Thanks. Absolutely. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.